0: Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. We're going out to Jupiter, Florida, where Katie Wu, our Cardinals insider, and for the athletic and KSDK, is joining us here on the show. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. How are you doing today?
1: I am well, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Are we getting bathroom text yeah, today? Are we in
0: a typical room for you this time around?
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually not in Jupiter. I'm not with the team right now. I am uh, coming to you live from my living room in St. Louis, where it is very cold here. Yeah, uh, yeah bad mistake
2: by you. Welcome back, Katie. That. All right, well, we're gonna need you to go into the bathroom and do a Katie <laughs> Woo bathroom hot takes this segment, though. So. Katie, bring it on
0: I'm ready <laughs> what what's going on with Paul DeYoung I know you're not I, I I know you're not down there to get the quotes from um Ollie Marmo but I would assume you saw the same ones as we did this morning it sounds like whether it's a setback or he's just not progressing as expected there's real question on whether or not he's going to make the opening day roster or if he'll start the year on the IL what does this mean for him and what does it mean for the Cardinals in your mind
1: Yeah, you know, some tough news again for Paul D coming into spring. As you guys know, this was supposed to be a big spring for Paul in terms of playing time. He was supposed to see a ton of reps, not just at shortstop, but around the infield with all of these guys gone for the WBC. That has not been the case with the various set of setbacks and injuries. Um, Again, not with the team today, but I did talk to some people close to Paul and his camp. And, you know, it just kind of seems to be that the the back is such a a tricky thing, especially when you uh, have revamped your swing, when you're playing a ton of positions. So, not quite sure what the future looks like for Paul right now. We're in our final week of spring training games. Time flies and we're having fun, right, guys? <laughs> uh, so there really, even if he was healthy, was not a big ramp for him to go out and prove himself. And it's disappointing. I mean, it's disappointing for Paul. It's disappointing for the organization that seemed really convicted in the changes Paul had made this offseason. Usually, and I know that we've heard this before about optimism around Paul DeYoung, but in uh, in seasons prior, the optimism was about Paul, how the organization believed Paul had made the changes, that Paul had figured something out. This offseason, the optimism and the hope was around the changes that Paul had made. And to me, that was a huge difference in why this organization was still optimistic about Paul DeYoung and what he could do. It's been so unfortunate for both sides that he has really not been ha- uh, had the chance to prove it. So not quite sure what this means. Uh, a big thing for Paul DeYoung's value was that he was pretty much the uh, – most stable, serviceable backup shortstop behind Tommy Edmond, But there are guys like Brendan Donovan, of course, who can fill in there. Taylor Motter can play short in a pinch. There are options, but certainly not ideal for both sides, both for the Cardinals and Pauly D. So, uh,
2: could we see him Wally he pipped here, Katie, in terms of potential DFA? Or do you think there's another path for the Cardinals to where that it's the injured list or maybe it's designate him for assignment or not that, um, get a rehab assignment before so they can still keep that option open?
1: Yeah, you know, I think if, Paul, if he does end up on the I.L., of course, you know, a lot can change in the next 10 days. But if he does start the season there, it kind of, it's it's a benefit in hindsight to both, organ- to both parts of the organization, right? The Cardinals have kind of a longer ramp to see what he could do. He'll have a rehab assignment. He can get ramped up on his own speed. And they can really see if those changes came to fruition. And for Paul, of course, you never want to start the season not 100% healthy, and you certainly don't want to start it on the I.L., but that would allow him the same luxury, right? He would have the same amount of time to... Take it slow. I mean, if I, I know the initial plan was for Paul to return to game action tomorrow. It does not sound like that's going to be the case, but that would only leave him six games to really prove something, and that is a lot for a pre- uh, player of any kind of capacity or capability to try to do. So we will see. But again, you know, a tough break again for Paul DeYoung.
0: Who do you think stands to gain the most from that? If he does end up starting the season on the IL, is there a player that might end up making this roster that otherwise would not have?
1: Yeah, you know, I'd go with Taylor Motter and I'm not saying that he's not gonna make the roster, uh, if Paul did. I think that there's still a pretty heavy competition for the right handed bat between him and Juan Yepes and Taylor Motter has some versatility defensively. We've seen that this spring. He can kind of play all over the infield. I don't know what it is about the Cardinals who find these players out of nowhere that can kind of just play everywhere and it fits so well to what they're doing, but it's a it's a heavy camp. It's a competitive camp. We know this. There's position battles seemingly all over the place and no clear frontrunner because everyone more or less has performed up to expectations. Um, I think Taylor Motter has really impressed, though, and if the Cardinals are down in infield at the start of the season, that's who I would look at as being a possible replacement.
2: Did I hear that right, Katie, that there's some competition for Juan Yapez's DH spot?
1: There is competition everywhere, you guys. You should have seen this roster projection. I'm not kidding. I just said I did it for the Athletic. It took like seven or eight tries. It was huh. so hard.
0: Well, if that is indeed the case, Katie, what, does that say more about modder and what he's done in camp, or does it show that there's been a little disappointment in what we've seen from Juan Yepes so far in camp?
1: I wouldn't necessarily say it's disappointment from Juan Yepes. I think that the Cardinals know what they're getting in him. They have this, like, young... Great talent. Everyone likes to be around him in the clubhouse. And he's a bat first guy. Uh, they know that. That's what his expectation is. The defense is going to come second. They've actually, Ollie Marmol has talked multiple times about how impressed uh, he's been that Juan Yepes is taking that defense so seriously. But they know that Juan, his really prized tool is the bat. So we'll see. It's really complicated when you bring in, when you just think about what Yepes can do on his own, then you start bringing guys like Jordan Walker, Taylor in, And it's a good problem to have, right? When there seems to be all these, pretty solid, serviceable options. Um, But for Yepes, I think it's just a matter of can he keep hitting? Can he still show that power? The defense is always going to be secondary when it comes to evaluating
0: him. Katie Wu is our guest here on One and One ESPN. You can find that roster projection over at the Athletic right now. You can also follow her on Twitter at Katie J Wu. Uh, Katie, continuing with the the questions on the roster projection that you had, I think the bullpen is like nearly impossible to be able to figure out right now. It's really tough. There's like two or three spots that are just tough to call, honestly. The way that you see it today, you had as your the most likely guys that are going to be on the roster, two locks basically, Giovanni Gallegos and Ryan Helsley, and then you had five guys that you you think are going to be there with Hicks, Palante, Stratton, Wilking, Rodriguez, and Drew Verhagen. As you looked at the guys that are kind of fighting for those final spots, who do you think is a part of that competition and who do you think ends up winning out based on what you know today?
1: As for part of the competition, um, I'd go with everybody. It is it, this the relief uh, pitcher projection, I think that you can make an argument for anyone that's been left off and anyone that's been that's on, right? Like this is and this is like a great problem for the Cardinals to have. I think we saw a lot of slack over the off season on why they didn't add uh, to the bullpen. And at the time, I feel like that was probably a little justified and warranted. But now we're seeing what they thought that they had in camp and those at the time minor upgrades that they either traded or signed for. And it looks like the bullpen is actually in really good shape. I think that the most difficult thing to nail down is the left-handed pitching. So in the names you mentioned, BK, there's all right-handers. But I think it's important that we note that Andre Palante, for all intents and purposes, is considered a left-hander. Even though he throws right-handed, the Cardinals plan on using him like he is a left-handed reliever because of his reverse splits. So technically, there are seven right-handed pitchers right there, but it's really six and one. Does that make sense? Are you yep. with me? Okay. So then we have a slew of left-handers in Zach Thompson, Packy Naughton, Jojo Romero. We have Andrew Suarez, who I think has been a little bit under the radar. There's a ton of guys here. And you can, Hennessy's Cabrera, see, I'm already forgetting, guys, as I'm going down my list. <laughs> and you can make the argument for every single one. Now, I think you can, you know, there is no right or wrong bullpen if you go with these guys. So I think if you're looking at this from a front office perspective, you're going to play the contracts, which is why I have Stratton, Verhagen, and Wilkin Rodriguez in there because they all have the contractual obligations. But also, for the most part, they've looked pretty good. Drew Verhagen's had an excellent spring, both in performance and in data. And that leaves one spot, really. you can Again, you can make the argument for any of the left-handers, I'd go with Zach Thompson, though. He's just had a really, really nice spring. Velocity's up, curveball looks great. That's my guy. Uh, but the good news is, relievers are kind of treated like carousels, right? So just because... What a believer is not on the opening day rosters. I mean, we won't see him. Chances are we'll probably see him in two to three
2: weeks. So, so Katie, the part that I still can't wrap my head around though, is who the other, the third high leverage arm is. And I've heard a ton of people say that drew Verhagen is probably that guy. Can you try and ease some of my doubt with drew Verhagen? Because I know that the numbers work well, but I felt like we said that in spring training last year. And then all of a sudden it just disappeared.
1: We did. We did. And it did. Um, so that's, that's, I'm not, I am, uh, validating your concerns here, but, um, I think one thing to note about Drew Berhagen that I think is probably a big difference in his performance, that he's healthy, that hip injury that he had last year, that hip impingement that he ultimately had surgery on. He believes, and so does the organization, believes that it really hindered his performance. It really impacted his velocity. It really impacted basically everything in his arsenal. Now that he's healthy, the spin rates, the pitch profile, the pitch makeup, all of those things that the Cardinals analyzed beyond the box score looks pretty much exactly to what the Cardinals believe they were getting when they signed for him last offseason. So health really plays uh, plays an important part here, and I think that's what we're seeing with Verhagen to start.
0: Katie, we'll get you out of here on this. You mentioned we're in the final week of spring training. Is there anything in particular with the Cardinals that has changed your feeling about them this season based on what you saw while you were down in Jupiter? Did you notice anything that you, you thought one thing going in and now you think something different? Big picture about this St. Louis Cardinals team. Well, That's
1: a good question. You know, I will say I have been really pleasantly surprised by the offense. Um, When you look at who they signed, obviously, when bringing in Wilson Contreras, you know that's a boost to the offense. But there are some guys that took some major steps over the offseason into the spring on just becoming a more complete offensive player. Brendan Donovan, we've talked about the power. Nolan Gorman looks like a brand-new player. Um, And Dylan Carlson, minus the high strikeout rate this spring, has had a really good spring, and I mean, the Cardinals emphasized they wanted to see that power from the left side. They're more or less getting that, and the high strikeout rate often accompanies guys they are trying to build power anyway. I think, and we haven't seen a lot of Tyler O'Neill. I'm sure we will. Certainly look good in the World Baseball Classic. When you're looking at these guys all around, you look at Lars Mubar, what he's done for Team Japan, I think the offense for this team is a little bit underrated, and I, for one, am excited to see how this lineup is put together and how Ali Marmol uses each part in a different place because I think this could be one of the I'm ready for this to come back and bite me I'm already prepared but I think this could be one of the most impressive offensive Cardinals teams we have seen in a while
0: I said uh, during the offseason top 5 offense in baseball potential to be the best offense but, in in the major leagues but
2: Katie you just gave oh, us a hot that. Katie you just gave us a hot take and you're not in the bathroom like, what are we doing oh, here? I
1: didn't even end. Oh my gosh, I didn't even like build it up. I no. done that. That's because you know I don't think it's a hot take, actually. I just genuinely believe in it. Boom! That's what I'm talking Backed about, it up, Katie. Katie. <laughs> That's Katie Wu, ladies find and gentlemen,
0: her work over at the Athletic. That's where you can find her roster projections. She, she is now also doing some work with KSDK. Huge congratulations for multimedia star Katie Wu. <laughs>
2: Look at her.
0: Katie, appreciate the time as always. We'll talk with you again next week as we are officially entering the start of the regular season for the Cardinals this year how about that you'd love to see it
1: oh my gosh thanks guys i will see you at media day i'm assuming in about a little more than a week
0: that's right we'll that's, that's right we'll see you out there she's katie Wu, cardinals insider for the athletic our friend and now doing work for ksdk as well follow her on twitter at katie j